Hello and welcome to My Favorite Husband from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball. Hello, everybody. Family series starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning, transcribed and brought to you by the Jello family of desserts. K E and now, Lucille Ball with Richard Denning as Liz and George Cooper. Two people who live together and like it. As we look in on the Coopers tonight, George is just coming home for dinner after a hard day's work. Hi, honey, I'm home. Hello, George. Give me a kiss. Oh, boy, am I glad the day's over. I'm going to take a nice hot shower and pile into bed. Oh, George, we're going to dinner at the Atterbury's. Oh, I forgot. Can't we get out of it? No, no, they're having us over to meet somebody, a, a writer. Is Iris on a culture kick again? Oh, she's like a cat, always dragging home dead literary birds. <laughs> well, she says this writer's very famous and interesting. Ah, writers are all alike. What do you bet this one will be an opinionated jerk in baggy tweeds with a smelly pipe and a beard? I'll bet you a million dollars this one is a woman. <laughs> well, I suppose we'll have to go and spend a boring evening. What's her... its name? Margaret Baldwin. Margaret Baldwin? Mm-hmm. Baldwin? Hey, not old Maggie Baldwin. I went to college with her. Oh? <laughs> Well, do you think it's the same one? I'll bet it is. Maggie was always writing poetry for the school magazine, and she was editor of the yearbook. Sure, it's the same one. Hmm. <laughs> well, I imagine she's the homely, intellectual type. Oh, not Maggie. <laughs> Would you mind backing up a few words? I don't like the tone of your oh, ho, ho, ho. That Maggie was quite a dish. Besides being brilliant, she was a gorgeous blonde. You know, George, I think you're right. This might be a very boring evening. <laughs> oh, I don't know, Liz. As you say, it won't hurt me to absorb a little culture once in a while. Uh, yeah, but you're tired, George. Gee, gee, I wonder if good old Maggie's changed. If you're that tired, George, let's take home. <laughs> No, no, this will be interesting. I, I better go put on a clean shirt. Oh, you don't have to. Oh, it's no trouble. Uh... <laughs> now what's the matter? You didn't put on a clean shirt last night when you went out to dinner with me. <laughs> Before we go in, Liz, I want you to promise me something. 
Liz. Oh, now stop acting like a child. I want you to promise me you'll behave and not make any smart aleck remarks to Miss Baldwin. Oh, I'll behave, Daddy. <laughs> Liz? I'll only take one piece of cake, and when I go home, I'll curtsy and say, I had a very nice time at your party. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, hi, Mr. Atterbury. George boy, Liz girl, come in. Hi, Uncle Rudolph. <laughs> Is Miss Blank's verse here yet? Uh, she and I are upstairs. They'll be right down. Say, I went to school with uh, Margaret Baldwin. I wonder if it's the same one. What's she look like? Oh, uh, she's quite a girl, boy. <laughs> Girl boy. She used to be real good looking. Yeah, she still is. Wait till you get a load of her iambic pentameter. <laughs> I'll bet it's died. Liz, iambic pentameter is. Oh, never mind. Proceed to be here. And I'm anxious to see if it's the same George that... George Cooper! It is you, isn't it? Maggie! Maggie Baldwin! Yeah. <laughs> Just stand there, George, and let me look at you. Uh, Miss Baldwin, this is Mrs. Cooper. How do you... Oh, do? George, dear, you haven't changed a bit. <laughs> I'm very pleased. That same wicked glint in your eye, I used to think so horrid. That same carefree, unruly curl on your forehead. Well. <laughs> isn't Edgar Guest? <laughs> I beg your pardon? Uh, Miss Baldwin, this is Mrs. Cooper. Oh, yes, Maggie. Uh, this is my wife, Liz. Your wife? Well, I always wondered what kind of a girl George would marry. Let me look at you. <laughs> well, now just a minute. Yes? Rudolph, do something. Talk about her book. Uh, uh, Miss Baldwin, I've been meaning to tell you I certainly enjoyed your book. Oh, really, Mr. Atterbury? I didn't suppose you'd read it. Most men don't care for poetry. Oh, I enjoyed it all right. And Gad, what a provocative title. Did you really think so? <laughs> I'm ashamed to say I haven't read the book. Uh, what was the title, Mr. Atterbury? Uh... <laughs> uh yes, yes. <laughs> so, let Miss Baldwin tell you. She can say it with more meaning than I can. <laughs> what was the title, Maggie? Poem. <laughs> That is provocative. <laughs> Thank you, Mrs. Cooper. And if you ever write a sequel to it, I've got a smash title for you. You can call it More Poems. Miss <laughs> uh, uh, Baldwin, didn't, didn't I read something about you judging a playwriting contest on the local radio station? Oh, yes. The purpose of my trip is really to stimulate interest in the art of writing. This radio contest is a helping hand we professionals lend to beginners. Well, that's nice. 
very sporting. <laughs> I'm also giving a lecture at Town Hall on how to get the most out of Kipling. <laughs> I knew she kippled the minute I saw her. Now, uh, tell me, Maggie, yes? what have you been doing all these years? Oh, exciting, vital things. I've been to Europe five times. No. Yes. Something keeps pulling me back to Paris. What'd you do, get your girdle caught on the Eiffel Tower? <laughs> As a matter of fact, George, I've continued my education, too. Now, it's Margaret Baldwin's Ph.D. Ph.D.? You know what that means, Liz? Yes, Margaret Baldwin, Pud. No, no. No, it means she's a doctor. Yes, that's right. Oh, say, I'm glad you're here, Doc. I sure feel rotten. Elizabeth? Take a look at my throat, will you? I think so, too. Uh, Maggie, will you take my arm? Oh, thank you. My arm, Lotus Bud. Oh, thank you, Rudolph. Will you take my arm, Liz? What, that skinny old thing? <laughs> well, all right. Oh, not so tight. You're pinching. <laughs> a nice silent ride home. Well, I hope you're satisfied with the way you acted tonight. Frankly, I'm amazed that you'd be so jealous. You wish you were married to her. Oh, I do not. You do too. Oh, stop it. I don't want to be married to a brilliant intellectual woman. I want to be married to you. being attracted to her. But don't forget, I gave up my writing career to devote myself to Mary. Your writing career? Yes. I used to write, and well, too. You may not know it, but you're looking at the president of the Shortridge High School Scroll and Quill Club. Oh, is that all? Is that all? I won the senior class essay contest. I was on my way to becoming a shining literary light. Well, what happened? I married you and cut off my current. <laughs> I apologize to posterity. I gained a wife and the world lost a great writer. You don't believe me, do you? Well, I still have a copy of that essay in my scrapbook. I'll show you. Oh, Liz, I'm tired. Right here. Here it is. Thoughts of a graduating senior. <clears throat> As graduation approaches, there is a lump in my throat. My head is in the clouds, but my feet are on the ground as I stand at the crossroads, looking backwards and facing the future with a smile. Huh. You were quite a contortionist in those days. Are you laughing at me? <laughs> no, I'm not laughing. <laughs> well, go ahead, laugh. They laughed at Robert Fulton, too, you know. 
Robert Fulton? What did he write? You think I don't know, huh? Showboat. <laughs> I'm sorry I laughed, Liz, but let's face it. You never were a writer and you never will be. Oh, yes, I was and oh, yes, I will be. I'll show you. Oh, forget it, honey. No, no, no. This is a challenge. I'm going to enter that radio writing contest your girlfriend is going to sponsor. What do you think of that? <laughs> Yeah, well, you'll laugh out of the other side when I win that contest. You're looking at Liz Cooper, radio's answer to television. to the Coopers, we find Liz anxiously waiting for a phone call, which will tell her whether she won the radio script writing contest or not. Oh, I wish they'd hurry and call, George. I haven't left this telephone all day. Oh, there it is. That's them. I've won. Where's the telephone? Where's the telephone, George? Where's the phone? In your hand. You're running around the room with it. Oh. Hello? Oh, it's them, George. Yes? Yes? This is Elizabeth Shakespeare. Shakespeare? I use the pen name. What? I did? I am? Oh, George, I won. I'm one of three finalists. Good. Out of how many? Out of how many? Oh. Uh, tomorrow night, huh? Yes, yes, I'll be there. Oh, thank you. Goodbye. Oh, George, I can't believe it. They're going to put the three best scripts on the air tomorrow night and then pick the winner. And I came in third. Out of how many? Imagine me having my script done on the air. Out of how many? Liz, how many scripts were submitted? Three. <laughs> oh, you have to go and spoil everything. <laughs> oh, honey. I think it's wonderful, really. I'll be glued to the radio. I wouldn't miss hearing it for the world. Well, don't worry. You won't. You're going to be in it, and so are the Atterbury. What? We have to furnish our own cast, all amateurs. Well, count me out. I'm not appearing on any radio show. Oh, George, who will I get? The part calls for a handsome, dashing adventurer who sweeps all the girls off their feet with his great personal charm. Well, what are you standing there for? Let's call the Atterbury's and get started. <laughs> Appreciate it, Iris. Uh, a lot of silly foolishness dragging me out on a cold night to be in some silly play. Don't let him kid you, Liz. As soon as I told him about it, he pushed me aside, ran up to the attic, and started looking for his tights. <laughs> Shouting at the top of his lungs, to be or not to be. Please, please, Iris, that's not the way to say it. To be or not to be. That is the question. <laughs> Yes, dear, but not Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune or to take arms against the sea of troubles and by opposing end them. Rudolph. To die. <laughs> to sleep. No more. That's right, Rudolph. No more. <laughs> Lotus bud. <laughs> look, look, everybody, let's get started, huh? Now, here are the scripts. See, it's a mystery soap opera entitled John's Other Whistler. 
That's uh, quite a title. Oh, thank you. Now, Miss Atterbury, you play the whistler. Oh, bad casting. He's got the weakest pucker in town. Irish. Well, he doesn't have to whistle. Now, George. I know. I'm John. Yes. An elderly gentleman, 75 years old, who gets killed at the end of the first act. <laughs> now, Iris, you... Just a minute. You said I had the leading part. You have. You're lying right there the whole time. <laughs> Talk about you. Iris, you play John's wife, 73-year-old Madge. Thanks a lot. Well, John, we sure got stuck. We sure did. I'll be dead, believe. All right, let's start. Uh, right now, uh, just a minute. What does the whistler sound like? Oh, you know. Uh, uh, so you thought you'd get away with it, eh, Madge? Oh, yes, yes, I remember him. You walked into the room, don't you, Madge? And there on the floor is a boom boom dead man. Uh, what's that boom boom business? Well, I don't know, but if there isn't a boom boom, it isn't a whistler. Now here we go. So what are you going to do, Liz? Well, don't worry about me. Besides being the writer, I'm also the director, the producer, the sound effects man, incidental voices, and the music. Oh, pardon me, Orson. <laughs> George, you'll be the announcer. Okay. <clears throat> Presenting John's Other Whistler. Written, produced, directed, edited, sound affected, and music by Liz Cooper. Another opening night, Lotus Bud. You have a sore leg, Mr. Atterbury. You're walking funny. Yeah. You won't believe it, but he's got his tights on under his pants. <laughs> what for? Well, I just wanted to be prepared, that's all. In case of an emergency, I can strip down and do Hamlet. <laughs> oh, here comes Maggie. Rudolph, what are you doing here? I was waiting for Miss Shakespeare. Speaking. You? Yes. Surprised, aren't you? Well, well I scheduled your play first. We'd better go on to the studio. Okay, give us our scripts. Scripts? You're supposed to bring them with you. Oh, no. I thought you'd have them all typed and ready for us. Oh, dear, no scripts. What do we do? If I may make a suggestion, I'd be more than glad to give my rent... You keep your pants on, Mr. Atterbury. <laughs> the script. No, there's no time for that. Your only chance is to go into one of these offices and type up copies. Okay, come on. Where's the typewriter? <laughs> that finishes our second original radio script by Mrs. Virginia Hall. And now... Here's your script, everyone. I never typed so fast in my life. And now, our third and last script, written by Liz Cooper, entitled... May I have a script, please? Here. 
The quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. I, I was practicing typing. The title's not. John's other whistler. Hmm. Well, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I'll do the sound effect. This is the story of John and Madge, two people who live together and loathe it. <laughs> As we look in on them today, Madge is saying... John... We've been married 65 years today, and there's something I think you should know. What? I don't like you. <laughs> well, I'll be dead blank. I love you. You've got a face like a camel. See that? That's cameo. Oh. Wrong. You got a face like a cameo. Your mouth is like a rosebud. And your nose is continued on the next page. I don't care, I'm leaving. I got me another liver. At my age, I get more use out of another liver. Read what's on the paper. Now go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. My mind's made up. Yes, your mind's made up, isn't it, Madge? You're going to kill John and collect the insurance, aren't you, Madge? I know the nameless terriers. Terrors. Terrors of the night. For I am. The Whistler. Liz, you have a sound effect here. Oh, I forgot. Take it again. Yeah. For I am... The Whistler. <laughs> and John, your wife is leaving you. What have you to say to that? What have you to say to that? Nothing. My line's been left out. Let's go for my line, Liz. All right. Horace, I hear a doorbell. Liz. Oh, yeah. No, Liz. You wonder who that can be, John, don't you, Madge? <laughs> so do I. That's the last page I've got. Something. Yeah. 
to be or not to be. That's the question, isn't it, Mag? We'll go. All right, all right, all right. I think that's enough of this. That's not in the script. I know it. But we haven't finished. Oh, yes, you have. Our time is running out. I have the judge's decision in this envelope. The prize for the best play goes to the comedy written by... Liz Cooper? Oh. Well, I'll be dead, please. Liz, you're a genius. How'd you ever learn to write comedy? Oh, there's nothing to it. You just write it serious and type it in a hurry. <laughs> Lucille. What's the ticket tonight? Tonight, Bob, we are going psychological. You are a hypnotist and I am your subject. A little psychological music, men. Ah, you must be the subject they set over for my experiment. I'm going to hypnotize you and change your personality. No. (laughs) Yes. Now read this. Uh, hello. That's Jello. Oh. I wonder why hello came in six delicious flavors. You can't taste hello. It's a word. I know. Now, if you'll just... Hello. Jello. Jello comes in six delicious flavors strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, and lime. Okay, if you say so. Now, now just look me in the eyes. You are drowsy. Your head is getting heavier and heavier. Your eyes are closing. Your head is getting heavier, heavier, heavier. What was that? My head has slipped right out of my head. If you hadn't made me close my eyes, I might have caught it. Well, you're hypnotized, all right. All right, now, now you're a scintillating French girl. Ooh la la. Now read this. Oh. Ooh la la. <laughs> Jello makes you think of the real ripe fruit itself. Ooh la la. No, no. Ooh la la. For the big red letters on the ooh la la box. Jello is so wonderful because the ooh la la flavor is ooh la la skin. And can't get out till your first delicious spoo la la oonful. I, I suppose you know how you sounded. Yeah, ooh la la. Listening to my favorite husband, starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning, and based on characters created by Isabel Scott Rorick. Tonight's transcribed program was produced and directed by Jess Oppenheimer, who wrote the script with Madeline Pugh and Bob Carroll Jr. Be sure to listen to Lucille Ball and My Favorite Husband again next week, presented by J.E. Bell.